please enjoy this classic clip from the I Love Gringo Letters Patreon archives. Hey, you guys. Welcome to I Love Gringo Letters, the podcast where we talk about the Green Guide, the television and radio lift out in the age every Thursday. I am Steel Saunders, and I do love Green Guide Letters. Now, you guys, this is a special bonus episode. I hope you found it. We have got some uh, very exciting guests for a very sad occasion. We've got one of our most popular letter lovers, a big, uh, uh, maybe the golden child of the Green Guide in the last year, mm. in the top 50 best things about television. Number 12. <laughs> <laughs> Who's counting? Yeah. Uh, recently was- on Problems, about to begin, or probably now when you hear this, on the Agony of Life on ABC, one... It's the Moon Man himself, Lawrence Mooney. Hello, Steele. It's nice to be here for my fourth I Love Green Guide Letters outing. Is it fourth or fifth? I think last time was the fourth. Definitely fifth. Oh, yes, it is the fifth. Sorry, excuse me. I was forgetting Tony Martin. Yes. He's been Sharky, Festuka, Martin, Fleet. This is number five. Yeah. Wow. And uh, Yeah, it's been a golden year for me in the Green Guide. But all that is about to end. It is. Because <laughs> my, my sponsor's going overseas. Yes. Could, be, could, be, uh, could be Greg Fleet's time to shine with yeah. his parlayed through his underbelly squiggy appearance. <laughs> but you were specially requested by our next guest about a year ago after we recorded episode three. Check my little Twitter. New Twitter follower. Very exciting. Didn't know who this guy was, but read his little bio on his Twitter thing. Editor of the Green Guide. On board. We had broken through. He is a longtime nemesis to Will Anderson, a longtime friend to Eddie Wilgar. It's the Green Guide letter master himself in his final days. Welcome, Mr. Mm. Andrew Murphitt. Nice to be here. Beautiful, uh, sunny South Yarra apartment. We've been waiting to see this. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) This is where the magic happens. (laughs) So you're the editor of the Green Guide, not just the editor of Green Guide Letters. Correct. Yeah. Is there somebody who does that? who takes care of that page or do you oversee that? Um, there used to be. Fran Atkinson was the deputy editor and um, it was sort of her responsibility to look after that but she left the paper last year. So, luckily, fell to me to... She couldn't handle the heat. No, well, it was funny when, when the podcast started, we weren't really sure how to take it. I think we heard of it through Twitter by being followed on Twitter, perhaps. And I was pretty scared to even listen to it because I just thought <laughs> this is just going to be something that will keep me up at night. Because you've so been I, burnt by the uh, I Love Green Guide TV listings podcast. Had, it, was, it was torturous. So <laughs> yeah, look, I thought it took me about 12 weeks to be curious enough to, to try it. Right. And, <laughs> and when I tried it, I loved it, obviously. But yeah, it was... It was Are unusual, you talking about un- the podcast now or I ecstasy? Podcast and ecstasy, yeah. <laughs> he was pilling the night that he decided to listen to the podcast. He was dancing to it. So it's come kind of full circle in mm. a very meta kind of a way, hasn't it? Is, it? it is. You've, you've reported on I Love Green Guide Letters, an article about steel has appeared in the green guide then that people have referred to it in letters yes yep. and then been those letters have been reviewed on the show so it's like becoming a wormhole in the universe well, my, my favorite thing about the page is it's just become sort of like an in joke i suppose there's so much to it that's just set up and staged and a lot of people it's it's a very uh, small audience that maybe it's appealing to in that regard but if you're keeping yourself happy, um, it's it's half the battle, I think. So part of it is self amusement, and others is a, a few other people who are amused by it. I reckon it's got a huge readership, though. Mm. 
I think a lot of people flick open to that to find out what other people are thinking about film and television or radio and television rather. I find when I tell people what the podcast is about, mm. it's either a really blank look <laughs> or, oh, yes. Like, right. like they people either don't know about it or are, are as equally like transfixed by the goings on. Because it is, it is a bizarre town There's meeting. There's so much to be learnt too because the last podcast I did with Greg Fleet, there was a letter from somebody in Cremorne and I thought... Is this mm. being syndicated in the Sydney Morning there's Herald? A, there's a Cremorne in near Richmond. There's a Cremorne, Cremorne and it's just, in, just yeah. over there. You we can, can see actually, it from we here. actually we can actually see uh, Ruth's house and from I here, I believe. Ruth Bird. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the Bird Woman of Cremorne. But I was stunned. I had never been to Cremorne in Victoria. <laughs> you had. I had been because I've been to that pub. What's that little pub? Just right in there. Cherry Tree. Tree. The Cherry Tree. tree. Yeah, yeah, that's in Cremorne. It's funny. So I felt I... a woman on the boob in Cremorne. So. <laughs> could have been Bird herself. Yeah, could have been Bird. <laughs> Maybe you've been into the bird's nest. Fluff, fluffed her feathers. Uh, I do get people, like, if I, people who listen to the podcast and, and do and imitate your voice and happens <laughs> more regularly than, than not of late. People are Def- imitating you still. <laughs> yeah. Thing. I do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that if you've been imitated, you've arrived. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very weird. I don't handle that sort of thing very well. Well, I think that you're classically one of those people that would become, if you attained true fame, you'd become the real recluse, the Howard Hughes, a lot of more cats just inside, a lot more figurines <laughs> from Space It's from Star Wars. It's from Space Wars. It's from Space Wars, which is a little known film made by George Lucas. <laughs> the real purists know Space Wars. <laughs> You've probably never heard of it. No. <laughs> Can I ask with just going back to Fleety for a sec. Mm. How jealous was he of number twelve, do you reckon? He could sort of feel it seething through oh. the- is that theatre or is that sort of... No, it's palpable jealousy. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's, un- of, it's like uncontrollable. Or something. Yeah, no, yeah, he, it was like- he's, he's, he starts blinking, he looks up at the <laughs> ceiling. He wants to be able to enjoy it for you, but it's a thing that we've enjoyed about one another for a while. Somebody says, I'm doing something, and you have to swallow your anger at their success. Because like uh, Morrissey said, we hate it when our friends become successful. But it's a big thing in the larger comedy community, resisting the urge to say, how did you get that? And it's something that's kind of like come on down at Spleen too, where people go, oh yeah, I've been doing this. And you've got to be interested in inquire rather than going, how'd you get that? (laughs) (laughs) Because it is a world of every man for himself, the comedy world. I'm finding this with the, all the journalists who left the age because some people have got gigs and some people haven't got gigs. Right. And when we get together, um, for instance, we had lunch yesterday. When we get together, people are sort of like, oh, so you're doing this, you're doing that. And you can see the look on their faces like, how the fuck did you get that? <laughs> but out, outwardly, it's like, oh, that's amazing. It's great. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we call that the comedy festival. <laughs> it, it, it is really, it, it is... A self-discipline mm. to enjoy someone else's deserved success and put your desperate needs out of the window. Yeah, like. try not to yearn publicly. No. Yeah. It's interesting how when you're telling someone about some success you've had, 
and you're watching them supplant their yearning. But they'll say, so who's in charge of that? And what was the, what was the <laughs> casting process like? And they'll ask all the questions around. Tell me how you got that and can I have some? But the thing with Fleety, which is amazing, is that you know he's a very good actor, yeah. and he's done TV and he's done film, but he hasn't got an acting agent. And so when he goes, "Oh, how'd you get that?" You go, "Well, my agent got it for me. <laughs> Why don't you give your agent a call?" He goes, oh, "I haven't got one." <laughs> like that's fundamental, I would say. Who's your agent? I'm with Profile Talent Management. Oh, yeah. How'd you get that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting how I got it. I was in Sydney and I'd been to pitch a show to uh, an executive at Channel 7. And I was in the meeting and I could see him uh, treating me with a degree of disdain and saying things like, well, why would people want to watch this? They'd always do that, you know. And like... You know, celebrities trying to teach pets. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> People cooking. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> and then he said, "So you know, and you'd so you'd be hosting this now. Ordinarily, I shouldn't be at a meeting like that because it's very hard to blow your own trumpet mm. to go. You know what? Lawrence Mooney is the guy whose star is on the rise at the moment. He's da 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 da. So I've got to start doing that for myself. And then I thought." Fuck this. So I you, shouldn't be at this meeting. So I sacked my manager because I told her I was going to Sydney to do this. And she should have said, no, no, no. I'm going to Sydney to do that for you. And so I rang profile from the airport. I had a few beers <laughs> at the Australia <laughs> Hotel. And I was ferocious. And I said, I want new management and I want it to be you. And I said, well, how about you come in on Monday and have a chat to us? I was ranting about how I'll never go to another meeting with another TV executive because they're a bunch of fucking mindless turds and I feel like shit and I should never have been in that position. And they said, you never will be ever again. But you don't want them... You don't want to hear what they've got to say about you. No. Because it could just destroy you self-esteem-wise or... And also, if they said, all right, fine, and then you can't negotiate your own contract... You can't tell them to fuck off. Oh, look, you know, whatever amount of money isn't... Because then you've got to go in on Monday and sit down with them and start creating a show. Mm. So you should never have contact with them. It probably got embarrassing carrying around that old copy of The Green Guide. To- it was. It was pretty doggy too. <laughs> <laughs> well, worse than that, it's laminated in my scrapbook. So I've got to go through ding-dong and, and postcards. And here we are, up to the present day. <laughs> number 12 on the best things. What was number 11? Madman. Okay, nice. So, decent company there. Yeah, pretty good company. Mm. Very happy to be right up there (laughs) with Roger Sterling. (laughs) Cheeky grin. We put it out to the readers and we got in some questions that people wanted to know. They all circled around the similar things. Um, How many letters come in each week? I want to say about 100, maybe. But it can vary depending on topic what's on the page last week what's on the issue it's pretty dead in summer i think one of one of the things was that where the, the page has turned on itself a bit over summer is there's not much on tv anyway yeah so it's really weird like stephen fry i think we got about 30 letters or 40 letters last week about stephen fry because someone wrote in and complained about qi 
So that gets people anything ABC related, anything cost. I mean, bizarrely to get a Costa letter in the middle of when it's not on air and it's summer, and <laughs> I just couldn't resist running that. But um, yeah, so it depends on the topics. It, a lot of things fire people up, like the Yumi Steins thing. I think fired people up. Yeah. Um, Tom um, Waterhouse is firing people, firing people right. up. Yes, it is. <laughs> <But> <laughs> You seem to be fanning those flames, Andrew. <laughs> well, we've actually got an, an uncensored Tom Waterhouse letter coming well, we've up. We've actually got Tom Waterhouse here. Tom, come on out. <laughs> it's quite funny because I, I, I despise everything about Tom Waterhouse. I mean, hopefully that's obvious. But the fact that someone wrote in complaining that we ran a picture provoked me to run another one and then I just couldn't stop. So... <laughs> <laughs> that's been going on. There was a week I the was in, there was a week I was in Sydney and I didn't get to see the page just before it, it went to print, and someone pulled the picture and they sent me a note and said, um, "You're being a bit too, a bit too full on with this. You need to sort of back off." So I missed that one. Then the next week I got it straight in. So. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You've been a bit too full on. That's great that it's going down the line. You got a ministerial from someone upstairs. I think there's, there was about twelve. Back off there was about twelve letters on Thursday morning in the email box about Tom straight away. Just like this has to stop. This has gone too far. <laughs> Have you heard from Tom? Have you had any? Oddly enough, haven't heard from Todd, Tom. No. I think like you were saying on the on the podcast. I mean, a lot of people have theories about. Tom and, and the way that it was set up and the connection to his family and all that sort of thing. So, But it's, it is remarkable either way how the guy has got on every single telecast. He's advertising in every single paper. and It's a lot of money behind him. It's extraordinary, yeah. Do most people stick to the, the format of the Green Guide letter or do you get very long letters? Well, usually the long ones. Um, and from my friend Leslie John Newman, I think his name was, who had a real go at me a couple of weeks ago. They're usually the <laughs> handwritten ones. Sometimes, like the posted in ones, uh, they look so creepy, the envelope. Like it actually looks like <laughs> there's something deranged about it just without so even opening it. It says anthrax. Partic- particularly if it's a typed letter face on the actual envelope. Okay. So they'll type the address on the front of the envelope. And in like an old, old, old Remington. Yep. Yep. Have you ever had one made up of like, like a letter that's just like... Pasted uh, from the Green Guide. Yeah, just like of articles of the Green Guide. <laughs> Ransom note style. No one that's serial killer-esque yet. <laughs> but we did get someone who sent in a box of staples and green dye for Christmas. <laughs> 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 with a Christmas card. So I was pretty pleased with that. But, <laughs> that, um, that is good. <laughs> hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that classic I Love Green Guide letters clip. Now here's the deal. We keep the last 25 new episodes free on the feed for anyone to download. But to dip into the archives, I invite you to check out the I Love Green Guide Letters Patreon page. Patreon is a really easy way for content providers like myself to reward listeners for supporting the podcast. And just for $3 a month, I give you complete access to our hundreds and hundreds of back episodes. You can download or listen to them on patreon.com or you can paste a quick and easy code into your podcast app of choice and download 
every episode just like a regular podcast. Along with the classic episodes for Patreon supporters, I also record the bonus After Letters show, where myself and previous guests answer listener-supplied questions that, of course, go off into unexpected tangents. It's a really fun format that has become a favorite with our Patreon supporters. So the link is in the show notes of the very episode you're listening to now, or you can check it out at patreon.com forward slash I love GG letters. And then you can enjoy all the classic episodes featuring the likes of Will Anderson, Dave Anthony, Ronnie Chang, Santo Chilaro, Arthur Coma, Paul Dempsey, professional wrestler Mick Foley, Tom Gleason, Libby Gore, Tiffany Hall, Peter Hellier, Darren Hinch, Jonathan Holmes, Pete Holmes, Claire Hooper, Anthony Jeselnik, Jamoan, Samuel Johnson, Ed Cavalier, Andy Kinler, Kate Langbrook, Limo, Dylan Lewis, Sam Mack, Mark Marin, Tony Martin, Luke McGregor, Ryan Maloney, Lawrence Mooney, former Green Guide editor Andrew Murphy, Dave O'Neill, Celia Bacola, Sam Pang, Charlie Pickering, Randy the Puppet, Gareth Reynolds, Adam Richard, John Safran, Sam Simmons, Brody Stevens, Tim and Eric, Josh Thomas, Dave Thornton, Ash Williams, Merrick Watts, Adam Zwa, and you get it, quite obviously, so many more. Your support is so appreciated and also needed to help finance the future production of I Love Green Guide Letters. So just to recap, last 25 episodes, always up for free for anyone to download. But if you want to go into the archives, it is just $3 to support the podcast for the month. If you so wanted, you could pay $3, download all thousand plus hours of podcasting and That's it, but we would love for you to stick around and continue to support the podcast and enjoy the ongoing bonus episodes. Thank you guys so much. I am Steel Saunders and I do love Green Guide Letters and our beloved Patreon supporters.